From the food we eat, the air we breathe, the land we dwell, to the health of our body and mind and the well-being of all things in the universe. Unlock the science with Chula Radio Plus. Welcome to Unlock the Science. I'm Virada Salim. Treatable yet widespread and worrisome, these are associated with depression, a global mental disorder which still receives limited commitment and resources from countries around the world. According to World Health Organization, or WHO, depression, also known as major depressive disorder, is characterized by constant feeling of sadness and deprivation of interest or pleasure in activities that one normally finds enjoyable. Depressed people would experience a wide range of symptoms, which might include poor concentration, a strong sense of guilt, decreased self-esteem, despair about the future, thoughts of committing suicide, changes in sleep patterns, appetite or weight, and frequent fatigue. When a person is depressed, these symptoms would be present for most of his or her day over an extended period of time. To be diagnosed with depression, such symptoms must last at least for two weeks and result in drastic changes in personal performance and behavior at home, school, or work. WHO characterizes this mental disorder into mild, moderate, and severe, based on how many symptoms are present and how severely they are affecting a person's daily functioning. However, the Lancet, a well-respected independent international weekly medical journal, suggests that the current characterization of the severity of depression still needs further empirical evidence as they are still believed to be generic and barely used in clinics around the world. You may be wondering what the difference between feeling sad and depression is. The American Psychiatric Association, a world-leading psychiatric organization, wrote that, although depression involves sadness, both differ in many fundamental ways. For those who feel sad, their self-esteem is still maintained, but this is not the case for those with major depressive disorder. When depressed, the persons tend to be constantly haunted by a sense of worthlessness, thus giving rise to thoughts of suicide in order to cope with the suffering. For those who are saddened by dramatic life events, such as the loss of their loved ones, the sorrow they experience often come together with the happy moments they had shared with their beloved. By contrast, positive memories do not emerge when a person suffers depression. Having said that, WHO notes that people who have undergone traumatic life events such as unemployment or deprivation of their loved ones have a higher chance of developing depression. In addition, there is reportedly a relationship between depression and individual health. For instance, cardiovascular diseases might result in depression and vice versa. The American Psychiatric Association and The Lancet further specify several other rules of depression. Both attribute depression to some genetical factors. The American Psychiatric Association has said that if one identical twin develops depression, it is 70% more likely for the other twin to have the disorder at certain points of his or her life. 
On the other hand, The Lancet has pointed out that children whose parents suffer depression are at a higher risk of developing the disorder themselves. The American Psychiatric Association also links depression to personality and surroundings of the person. If a person has low self-esteem or usually feels pessimistic, or if the person is often subject to violence, neglect, abuse, or poverty, then depression is more likely to develop. Furthermore, The Lancet wrote that most adolescents and adults develop depression after going through other disorders in childhood, such as anxiety disorder, which is a mental health condition that causes people to react to certain things or situations with fear and apprehension. None of these factors can cause depression alone. A complicated interaction of social, psychological, and biological factors throughout different stages of life contributes to the development of this mental disorder. When talking about depression, negative public attitudes like stigma and discrimination cannot be left out of the conversation. This includes, but not limited to, the belief that the person is to be blamed for his or her own disorder. And that depressed people are unable to perform their daily roles and endure hardships in life. Also, part of the negative attitudes is hesitation to work or to get married with people suffering from depression. According to the Lancet, there has been limited evidence on major reduction in public stigma in recent decades. A study of American people from 1996 to 2006, which was published in JAMA Psychiatry, a monthly peer-reviewed medical journal, revealed that nearly one in two Americans were hesitant to closely work with depressed people, whereas more than a quarter associated them with violence. Another study from 1998 to 2008, carried out in the United Kingdom. Also, found consistent beliefs that depressed individuals were dangerous, that they were at fault for having the disorder, and that a full recovery was impossible. This study was published by Elsevier Ireland Limited, part of the Netherlands-based parent publisher Elsevier, dedicated to scientific, technical, and medical content. Unlike in several high-income countries, there are few long-term studies on public understanding of depression in low- and middle-income nations. However, cross-sectional studies in Brazil, China, and Ethiopia also show widespread stigma about depression. Talking to a local science reporter, Ha Wangmang, about depression in the global and Thai context today is Assistant Professor Dr. Gulaya Pisit Sangkagan. Dr. Kuleya is a clinical psychologist and lecturer at Faculty of Psychology, Jilalongkorn University. She has been offering support and treatment to patients suffering from mental health issues for more than a decade. Past two decades, more and more people around the world have been recorded mm-hmm. to have depression. Mm-hmm. So, what mm-hmm. are the main reasons behind such a trend? Yeah, there are various factors that. Um, Definitely, if we talk about the world, things have been changing quite rapidly during the past two decades, and um, definitely there are more pressures that people have to get through. Um, changes that happen, and sometimes it's hard to catch up with everything. Communication help, but at the same time, the online communication make you see and. Recognize that people are moving forward, and sometimes you feel a little bit left behind. The vulnerability become more increased if we talk about the situational factor. 
if you consume the social media in ways that maybe make things too pressuring or perhaps like um, not exactly recognizing that sometimes the social media capture special moments in people's life and you assume that wow look at them they have wonderful life all the way through and compare with my life mine is quite very bland in that case if you're not aware of the contextual factors that this might be some of the special occasion and it's not that everyone gonna be super happy at the same time, I would think as well that the point that we recognize and see more prevalence of depression come from the fact that people become more aware and recognize that this is something that we need to be concerned. I came across more clients who have good knowledge about depression. They want to check and see if this is something that they're experiencing. That's why they come to the service. And I would say as well that more awareness leads to more recognition and more prevalence also. So you could see that as another pros, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that um, this is just something to, to get used to. This is something that we need to be aware of, definitely. Why do more women suffer from depression than men? Yeah, like you said, there's going to be higher prevalence in depression in female than male, and we can talk about the rate of maybe 1.7% to, um, um, I'm sorry, 1.7% um, higher risks in terms of the time to about twice um, the risks that female would experience that and that could be seen in various perspectives. We can talk about hormonal issue, puberty becomes sooner for female than in male and that could leave them um, quite vulnerable too. But then you can see hormonal change that happen in female along the way. We talk about premenstruation, depression, talk about postpartum depression or maybe um, pre-menopause or perimenopause depression also. So that have a role um, in terms of biological factor. But if you want to talk about situational factor, even if the world become more aware and promote equality, definitely there's still some of the unfortunate um, inequality in terms of the treatment that male and female have received in places around the world and in various domains also if we talk about the work context if we talk about um, the responsibility in the household there might be some of the pressure that put female at the extra risk of depression so there are various factors that contribute to this also at the present how does the general population in Thailand view people with depression? I think people become more aware and recognize that it's close to home. And in comparison to when I start working, maybe like on um, 10 years ago, if we compare with that, um, I think people become more open and recognize the validity of depression. Sometimes in the past, people I get to recognize that it's there, it's real. Sometimes you think and see that it may not be exactly, you cannot see that and it's not there. I have a totally different view in comparison to um, physical illness. But now we recognize that mental health is some of the health issues that deserve the attention also. People become more aware of the um, symptoms. They kind of like try to, in a way, self-diagnose sometimes to see if what they're experiencing fit with depression. So more knowledge, more accessible into the service also. But it doesn't mean that um, we take away all of the misunderstanding, misconception, and also hesitation for people to come and get the proper support. Still some of the stigmatization and also stereotypic view about mental illness still apply at the present, unfortunately. 
for most Thais who have depression, mm-hmm. do they feel yeah. comfortable to share this with those around them? It's quite nice that for younger generation, um, I think they become more aware and become more open about the problems that they encounter. I came across quite a few clients, young one, that they asked their parents to come and receive the service by themselves, maybe about 10s or 12, and they recognize that mental health service could be helping in terms of depression or other like mental health issue. And I think it depends on the the person but what would be happening is a lot of the time when you have depression thing would look quite gloomy your perspective gonna be quite unfortunately dark and you have quite a negative view about yourself about the future and that might lead some of the the people who are experiencing depression at the time feel hesitant or visualize that change gonna be happening so I would say that it might not be just about stigmatization or stereotyping alone that prevent people from coming to get the service. Um, the depression itself sometimes help them become not as encouraged to do so. For these depressed uh, people, could they seek help and treatment easily? I think it depends on the person. It depends on the access of the service that they have at university. We try to um, provide support into that. Um, we have services in the public hospital and private hospital alike, but um, it's still some of like definitely demand for more service. I would reckon, and also a proper access uh, assessment so that people recognize that this is depression that they are trying to deal with, because there can be some overlap of other symptoms that need to be clarified also. What are those yeah. symptoms? What else, for example, it's going to be quite different if you talk about major depressive disorder, if you talk about depression as we normally um, talk about, but when it becomes added and escalated into bipolar disorder, if there are going to be some of the time that the mood becomes elevated, not just depressed mood alone, the treatment as well as the cause of support going to be quite different. The manifestation, the way that you understand that would be quite different. And anxiety would be quite a link to depression. And even if it may not be overlap, sometimes substance abuse is used in support for the coping. And that can add up to the difficulties that people have to, to handle with if not depression alone. What do you think the government should do to better provide help for people with depression? I think the recognition that is there, it is something to work with. People talk about that, um, but to bet- obtain better understanding about depression per se, I don't think everyone have a similar access into that information. And also, I think it would be really helpful also if you could provide information for people who are significant others, the caregivers, or maybe just pe- peers, what they could do in order to support friends who might be experiencing depression at that time. I think it would be just for the individuals who at a certain time in their life might come across depression, but also for their significant others, if those could be supported also know what to do, that would be very helpful. That is Unlock the Science reporter Ha Wang Meng talking to Assistant Professor Dr. Gulaya Pisisankagan of Faculty of Psychology, Jalalongkorn University. We will take a short break now. You are listening to Unlock the Science on Chula Radio Plus. In 2019, 
Global Health Data Exchange, the world's most exhaustive health database located in the United States, recorded 280 million people who suffered from depression around the world, which showed a growth of 100 million compared to incidents recorded about 30 years ago in 1990. Similar to the global situation, Thailand has seen a constant growth in its number of citizens with depression in the same period of time between 1990 and 2019. Approximately one in every 38 Thais of all ages and genders had depression in 2019, a proportion nearly doubling from that in 1990. What makes depression a key health issue of concerns is that it could lead to suicidal attempts. A meta-analysis published by Cambridge University Press in 2018 verified that suicidal attempts were often observed in those having depression around the globe. The WHO ranked suicide as the 17th most common cause of death of all ages, and the fourth leading cause of death among young people aged 15 to 19 years worldwide in 2019. According to WHO, over 700,000 people committed suicide annually. Most of them applying the methods of ingestion of pesticide, hanging, and using firearms. Suicide does not happen only in high-income countries. But it is a global health issue causing grave concerns. In fact, over three quarters of global suicide incidents were recorded in low and middle-income countries in 2019. However, high-income countries recorded higher suicide rates. Besides the relationship between suicide and mental disorders such as depression, WHO listed other at-risk groups in its fact sheet regarding suicide. Those at the highest risk of suicide are people who have attempted to end their lives once. The act of killing oneself may also occur impulsively due to his or her inability to cope with financial or relationship problems or with chronic pain or diseases. Furthermore, suicide is more likely to happen in the face of conflict, disaster, violence, abuse, loss, and isolation. Lastly. People who are regularly subject to prejudice, namely refugees, migrants, indigenous people, LGBT community, and prisoners, have high suicide rates. To help us understand more about suicide and how we should react to this serious health problem, a l o c k the science reporter Hao Wang Meng talks to Dr. Patanon Kwansenit, a psychiatrist at Somdetjao Preya Institute of Psychiatry. Under Department of Mental Health, Thailand's Ministry of Public Health. Dr. Patanon, what are the signs that tell us a person is having thoughts of suicide? When we talk about a suicide, especially related to depression, we need to know that there might have uh, two ways of the suicide: preparing suicide or impulsive suicide. In your sense about the signs. Can apply for the preparing suicide. We can notice from the indirect uh, way, like a wordings. For example, I am wordlessness. I am tired to live. I'm helpless. I have no exit to for this problem. And for the behaviors that they behave, maybe change from their best life. For example. Making will or testament, uh, 
uh, manage personal things as they're not living anymore. Like, okay, I donate this for you. I give this for someone. This can the sign that we can notice for the preparing suicide. And for the direct way that we can know what exactly people have suicide thoughts or not, just asking directly to the, the, the people that we question. There are a lot, a lot of research in the world proof again and again, when we ask about the suicidal idea or thoughts for the people that have never ever have suicide idea, it cannot trigger the suicide idea. But when we asking this question for the people that have suicidal idea or thoughts, they can release or uh, ventilate some ideas or get some help properly. How depressed should a person be so that he or she starts to you know, consider committing suicide? There are three levels of depressive disorder, mild, moderate, and severe. The severe depression relates to uh, suicide and uh, have a higher rate, 24 higher than normal population when they have severe depressive disorder to kill themselves. I want to give a little bit knowledge about the people that have severe depression. They might have something called psychotic or out of reality. They have hallucination, hearing voice that tell them that go to die, you are not worth enough to live in this world, for example, or they, they have uh, some misbelief about themselves like uh, improper guilt. So this is very, very caution if they have this condition, maybe consider that they might have committing suicide. Are a lack of help and public stigma part of the reasons why depressed people decide to end their lives? Quite related. First, lack of help. Uh, as I told earlier that depressed level can link to the suicide, but not 100%. Because most of people that feel helplessness, hopelessness is the key that they will consider to kill themselves more than just the level of depression. So uh, to make it clear, when people have a little bit of my depressed, but they have no hope and feel hopelessness, they have higher rate to kill themselves than people that have severe depression, but they still have hope, still feel hopeful to get recovered from this condition. So it is the key that when people that feel hopelessness and helplessness you need to be aware that they may consider to kill them, themselves. Yeah. And the second one, public stigma. Okay, I can say that when people have uh, want to kill themselves, they might have a hesitate. And they might think, oh, I need to get the formal health from the healthcare system or not. So Public stigma is the barricade for this because they might think that, oh, I might uh, file some bad reaction from people around them when they admit themselves that they have depression or mental health problem, especially when they want to get help from the public health sector. 
uh, we need to aware that not everyone in Thailand can reach the private health sector like a private hospital to get the proper help. So the stigma is just the one important thing that we need to continue to solve in Thailand. What should we do when we realize that someone close to us is having thoughts of suicide? This is a very important for this talk today. And I want to emphasize that the attitude is the key. So if you want to help someone around you, close to you, you need to aware of attitude of yourself. First, depression is a disease. It's not weakness. It's not overthinking pattern of people. After we aware the attitude of ourselves, then we need to educate ourselves by many sources in the internet. You can search a lot of data that uh, educate yourself about what depression is. Then you need to start to approach the people that have a suicide thoughts by non-judgmental attitude and empathic listening. Try to wear their shoes. And then you can show how you care and how you support by nonverbal and non and verbal language. Then the, the very important step, taking or subject them to get proper help, like a nearest hospital or clinic for, for, for get the treatment. After they get the treatment from the depression and suicide idea is gone, should keep them to get the normal activities or function that they have before, like a sleep cycle, exercise, work function. For the higher risk people of suicide, you need to close monitoring them one to one, 24 hours work, which is maybe impossible. So need to call to the hospital or the nearest uh, health uh, institution that you can take them to get the treatment. Dr. Gulaya said a lack of well-trained mental health personnel in Thailand makes it difficult to educate people about depression or to offer support to patients nationwide. As for public stigma regarding people suffering from depression, Dr. Patanon believed this can be better handled with more cooperation from different stakeholders such as media, healthcare workers, and non-governmental organizations. Dr. Patanon also shared with Alok the Science that the idea of avoiding asking a person about his or her suicidal intention is no longer the case. If we think someone close to us is having thoughts of suicide, we can ask them directly regarding their intention. However, we should be careful with the way we phrase our words. Despite the increase in number of countries putting in place their suicide prevention policies, WHO expresses its concern as such number is still far from enough and urges government's commitment to establishing their prevention strategies. Unlock the Science would like to thank Assistant Professor Dr. Gulaya Pisisankagan, clinical psychologist and lecturer at Faculty of Psychology, Jualongkorn University, and Dr. Patanon Kwansunit, psychiatrist from Somdetjao Praya Institute of Psychiatry under Department of Mental Health, Thailand's Ministry of Public Health. I hope you enjoy our program. 
You can listen to Unlock the Science on Jula Radio Plus at FM 101.5 every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 1:30 p.m. You can also listen and follow us on our website curadio.jula.ac.th and our Facebook page. Our show is also accessible as podcasts, including on Apple and Spotify. See you again next Saturday. Have a nice day. Unlock the Science is edited and produced by Sinfa Tunsorawood. <laughs>